morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. I'm Roger Sierra. And today we're here with super special guest, owner, founder of the Huntsville Comic and Pop Culture Expo, Jeremy Long. Jeremy, how's it going today? It's going very well. Very well. Thank you. Thanks for having yeah. me on. Oh, thank you for agreeing to be on. This is uh, it's an honor. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I feel unprepared. Like you guys all have headphones, and I don't. Like my son's headphones are here; they're not plugged in. But I feel like I should put them on. But as long as you can hear me, I can hear you. Yep. And, and if you can hear me. us, we're good. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, so we we typically like to start these off with just a simple question: Who is Jeremy Long? That is a great question. This is a complicated question. It all began in 1947. Um, so my dad was born. But no, um, I'm just some dude in Huntsville. I'm married. I have two kids, two boys that are almost nine and just turned 13. I've been married for 16 years. Um, I'm sorry. It'll, it'll, thank you. Absolutely. It'll be 16 years Friday. I'm rounding up. I'm three days away. So I'm, I'm claiming the 16th year. I would too. But awesome. um, uh, my, my real job is missile defense. Um, I, always, I always like saying that outside of a Huntsville setting because in Huntsville, nobody cares because uh, everyone's either NASA or missile defense for the most part. But that's my real job. And I like to call the expo. And I'm also a vendor. I sell comics. I, I often tell people it's a hobby that's gone incredibly wrong or incredibly right. Wow. Those blue chips brain just now. (laughs) Well, they're just two completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Missile defense, pop culture con. Well, (laughs) honestly, so that actually had a lot to do with me starting the show because I, and we can get into this later, but like I, I became, I started vending. I've always been into comics. I'll just go into it. I've always been into comics and, um, you know, 13, 14 years ago, I started buying and selling, but just online. And then I started doing shows and they were really fun. And there wasn't one in Huntsville. And I'm like, Huntsville's like the nerdiest town in America. Like you can't throw a rock without hitting an engineer here. So there's a lot of nerds with disposable income in the area. Somebody should do something. And nobody did. And then I'm like, oh, I guess I'm somebody. And so that's how it got started <laughs> i mean it's it's good enough reason to start one yeah. right you know it's it's a passion of yours and there wasn't one around you so <laughs> that, right. uh what was that first year like uh I, we've asked that to a couple of different um promoters of cons and we've gotten varied answers. So I'm just wondering what your process of that first year was like. So I, let me, I'm going to take a few steps back before the first year. So I was always in restaurants. Um, and the latest gig, I was a manager at a restaurant. Um, and then in 2014, my second son was born. And three weeks later, uh, I was let go. 
basically a new district manager came in and almost like a coaching staff, you know, they got rid of, you know, a lot of people. And it was the best thing to happen to me. It was terrifying because, like I said, I had a three-week-old and a four-year-old, and all of a sudden, I'm unemployed. And so I could have gone right back to a restaurant and, you know, gotten a job, either waiting tables or managing again. But instead, I started doing shows. I, like I said, I'd already been selling online, and I was like, well, let me try this show thing, and I enjoyed it. Well, then, and so for six months, I we lived off me selling comics, and it was a comfortable life too, um, except for when you know every month I had to write that check for insurance. That was no fun, but um, and I, it, you know, I, I got the bug. It bit me, and I enjoyed doing shows. Well, then I got an office job um, that October of 14, and but I still kept doing shows. And then I was at a show in uh, 2015 that was just dead. There were more vendors than there were patrons. And so it was a two-day show, and I left at 1 o'clock on Saturday. It was supposed to be Saturday, Sunday, and I left at 1. I was like, this is ridiculous. And so the whole way home... It was about two hours away. I'm thinking, ah, oh, they could have done this. They could have done this. They could have done this. And I get home and my wife says, how was it? I'm like, well, it's terrible. It's four o'clock and I'm already home. The show doesn't end for two more hours. And she goes, well, is it something you just need to put your own show on? And my, I was like, well, I've basically been planning one for the last two hours. And so secured a date, got a venue. The first, the first expo, it was a one day show in about a 12,000 square foot building. And I spent absolutely zero on marketing that year. I didn't have money. Um, and so I made Craigslist posts, Facebook posts, you know, made a Facebook page and um, went to other events and passed out flyers and stuff. And so that first year, there was no guests. It was basically just a vendor show. We had some panels. <laughs> so it was a 12,000 square foot building. I thought it'd be a good idea to put a stage in the middle and have bands play too. A lot of the vendors hated me for that. Um, it was so dumb. It's just the bands I, in a separate room. <laughs> I, yeah, and it was all just one big long building. Um, but anyways, yeah, lesson learned. Um, but yeah, going into it, I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know if five people were going to show up or a hundred people were going to show up. But then, because and we didn't do ticket pre-sales because I didn't know how to do ticket pre-sales. Um, so it was just all at the door, and it was ten dollars to get in. But I had passed out so many flyers with coupons on the bottom. Plus, if anybody came in cosplay, they were $5. It was basically $5 to get in. And, but going into it that final week, I was like, all right, this is going to be pretty big. So I found a bigger location for a year out. And then sure enough, at that first show, um, we had about 1,500 people come through. It was amazing. It was, it was insane. It was, it was mid-March. And it was like 60 degrees outside. It was like a perfect sunny Saturday. And we had like six food trucks out there. And so one of my favorite scenes from that day is just, I walked outside and there was probably 300 people just sitting on the grass eating food. I mean, cause it was just such a nice day. And then inside was packed, you know? And so I was like, okay, so this, this is a thing now. Um, and then we had like an after party at one of the breweries here and a bunch of people showed up. And I mean, it was just a fun 
that whole show, like I wish I could bottle that back up because it was very chill. There was no flights or guests or hotels to deal with. Um, and it was just, it was fun. But that, that for me, it was fun. Um, everyone else, you know, had fun and that fun continues. And I still have fun planning these, but like, you know, this year we have over 50 guests. So the logistics are nuts. Um, and, you know, we've grown by leaps and bounds every year, but it, it is still fun. And the fact that, you know, I can bring a pretty cool event to Huntsville, um, I mean, to Alabama specifically, or, you know, more broadly, actually, um, it's pretty neat. I mean, you, you know, the, the we, we have William Shatner coming, you know, a lot of people have heard of that fella. Um, <laughs> maybe once or twice. Yeah, right. I mean, come on, TJ Hooker. Come on. Yeah, Priceline okay, so, negotiator. So, so you said that first show was fifteen hundred. Yep. What did you have last year? How how many people do you guesstimate walked through your venue last year? A hair over twelve thousand. You went so from, from year one to year seven. Wow, fifteen hundred yeah. to twelve thousand. That's and. And this Absolutely year, amazing. Well, and this year, this is quite the range, but I have no idea. You you look at our lineup, and everything in this range is possible. But I'm saying we'll do between fifteen and twenty five thousand this year. And so, I just you know this lineup is ridiculous, um, and I you know a lot of people have asked me how are you going to top it next year and I'm like I'll worry about that on April 25th the day after the show um, right but you know it's to have you know Shatner I and mean, even Shatner aside you know Mark Paul Gosler Amy Jo Johnson um, you know the other Star Trek people Brent Spiner and John Delancey and Gates McFadden and Chandler Riggs from Walking Dead I mean it's a it's a big lineup. And the comic lineup, I mean, like I said, I'm a big comics guy. To have Roy Thomas here, I mean, that that he's one of the biggest names. I mean, oh, he yeah. is a comic legend. And not to discount, you know, Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends, and then Nathan Zerdy, who is one of the hottest cover artists right now for DC. Um, yeah, it, it's it's the thing is we we do have over 50 guests, but we have so many fandoms represented. You know, and and big members of those fandoms. Like we have huge anime guests. We've got the three biggest voice actors from Star Wars. Um, we have Mickey Mouse coming and Goofy. So it's <laughs> yeah. just we have something for everyone. Yeah, and if you're a fan of professional wrestling, you have wrestling wrestlers going there. Mick Foley's supposed to be there this year. Dan Housen, Jungle Boy, Anna J. Yeah. Um, going through. I'm, I'm on the uh, official Huntsville Expo. Uh, uh, website right now and you look at i mean jason marsden's also going to be there you got like what you said chandler riggs jeff anderson and brian o'halloran yeah, clerks guys clerks. you know like i mean that, that's incredible um did you have any i don't say big guests but like who were like the first well who was the first like big guest that you got to the uh the expo so that's you know so Year one, we came out of it, no guests. And I was like, yeah, that was great. And then I, I there's a show in South Carolina, um, South Carolina Comic-Con in Greenville, South Carolina. It is my favorite show that I've never been to. Um, I, I like, like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, um, 
the guy who runs it, um, a guy named Rob, he owns Borderlands Comics in Greenville, South Carolina, which is one of my favorite comic shops to go to. Um, my wife's family is from the Greenville area, so we go there multiple. We used to go there many times a year. And now it's just like once a year. But every time I go, I go into the shop. Well, I had a message and I said, "Hey, you run this big show. Can I come in and talk to you?" And he said, "Sure." So I went in and he seriously like sat down and talked to me for like three hours. Um, oh, wow. I, I'm coming off this show that was a big success. And, um, you know, one of the things he said was like, well, who were your guests this year? I was like, we oh, didn't have any guests. He's like, well, you have to have guests. You're not going to grow if you don't have guests. And so I was like, how do you get guests? Because, you know, my thought was, you know, I see all these comic shops having like in-store signings and this kind of stuff. In my mind, there was just a, a Rolodex full of, you know, comic names. Um, and I mean, it made sense, but it doesn't exist. Um, so I just started Googling people and reaching out and everything and, um, and going to shows. And so for year two, the first year we had guests, we had Joey Fatone, who is the coolest dude. Um, we had David Yost. Um, in fact, I met David Yost at Dragon Con in 16 and just asked him, I was like, Hey, you know, would you ever do a show in Alabama? He said, absolutely. Just hit me up on social media. And so I did. And then, um, about four months later, he was like, Hey, sorry, I just saw this. Yeah, I'll come. It was like neat. But we had Mike Grell, who's an artist and writer, awesome dude. And then we had Chris Claremont, which was I mean, nuts. Yeah. Um, I seriously, even when I went to go pick him up from the airport, I thought I was, I was like, there's no way Chris Claremont is going to be on this plane. Like, there's no way, like somebody punked me and I am, you know, someone's going to come off, but no, sure enough, he, came off the plane he was on it was the same flight as joey patone so i'm driving and my wife rode with me so it was me claremont shotgun and my wife is in the back with joey patone and his agent and i'm like what a weird um carpool this is but yeah so to start out with a chris claremont you know level comic guest um that was huge and then we just so the first or first year we had four guests and the next year we had eight. And then um, next year we had about 20 and that was 19, 2025 um, guests. And that was 19. And then 2020, we were supposed to have, you know, 40 plus guests. Like I was going all in with that guest lineup. And then 2020 happened and our show was supposed to be in April and we actually postponed it to July and obviously things weren't much better in July, but we still had a show and we had about 4,000 people come through the door. Um, now in 2019, we had about 6,000 people come. So it was definitely, you know, a hit, but we, we did it so safe. We had 15 foot aisles uh, you know, we had masks um, required. We put dots down every six feet everywhere that there was a line um, but my thought was if I had canceled it, I would have lost money. If I had the show, I would have lost money. So my thought was I'll have it. The show can lose money, but like all the vendors and some of the special guests who depend on these kind of shows for their livelihood can come out and, you know, try to make some money. And I had several people tell me because of this show, I can now limp along another month or two. Because, you know, no shows were happening. And a lot of people, you know, some people were able to do online sales, but not everybody. 
So right. it was it was definitely good. And then we've rebounded. Twenty one was great, and like I said, twenty two we did twelve thousand plus people in this year. Bonkers. I love it. I love it. Um, so fifty guests this year started with four. Uh, I'm sure every one of them holds a special place in your heart, but who has to date been your, your biggest grab? Like this is the guy that I have to have. Oh, uh, it would probably be last year with Kevin Eastman. That was insane. Um, and you know, I'd been trying to get him since 18. Um, and it, it just kind of happened last, for last year. Um, I'd gotten an email that basically said, hey, you're still on our wait list. You know, we're having to make up these 20 shows for 21 and we're only doing a handful of shows. So do you still want to stay on the wait list for a possible 22 show? I said, absolutely. Like I will stay on the wait list until you stop doing shows or you come to my show. And I was like, yes, please, you know, keep me on the wait list. Well, then like an hour later, I get an email back and it says, hey, um, we're checking with a show in North Carolina that we're doing because we don't want to overlap too much. Um, we'll let you know. And I was like, checking what? I thought I was on the wait list. Am I on the, the bigger than wait list? I don't know. Um, and so then I was like, well, depending on where in North Carolina, it's nine to 15 hours away. Like North Carolina isn't exactly close. Um, and so then they wrote back and said, okay, well, uh, we also have a show in, it was West Texas. I don't remember where, but would you be okay if we did that show, if we do your show? And I'm like, okay, now you're talking about doing my show. <laughs> like, is this <laughs> happening? And, um, but anyways, it, it all worked out and it was so cool because Eastman only did like seven shows last year and he did a tour shirt and our logo is right next to San Diego Comic-Con's logo. Oh, that's so amazing. Like, nice. Yeah. Nice. I was like, I got to get that. And so I actually got one of the shirts. Um, but uh, and then we did an exclusive cover with him because I'm like, if I get Eastman, I'm doing an exclusive cover. So we have a the cover. It's um you know, again, Huntsville, NASA, Space Camp and everything here. So the cover is basically the turtles at Space Camp. It's one of the coolest looking things I've ever been a part of. And I've got the original art in my office. Because that was oh, the man. other thing. I was like, even if I, you know, break even and end up with a thousand extra copies of this book, at the end of it, I'll have published Eastman art on my wall. And it's glorious. Yeah, you'll have to send us a picture of that. I, I sure. definitely want to see that. Huge turtles fan. Absolutely. Um, man, I East that's like one of my bucket list people to to meet. Uh, him uh, so it's it's weird. It's it's all Kevin's. It's Kevin Smith and Kevin Eastman. Uh those are like bucket list guys for me. Well, I will say, uh, so in September, another good thing about running a show, or one of the things I like is I've met so many other showrunners who have become, you know, friends, not just industry, you know, partners or whatever. But um, every every fall, my must-do show is Memphis Comic Expo. 
Now I know to go from one end of Tennessee to the other end, it's, you know, like 47 hours or whatever. It's but, only um, four hours. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, anyways, uh, Eastman's going to be in Memphis in September. I, so. I I was looking at that and it's a great show. Definitely want to, to try to reach out and uh, maybe do business with them. If not, just buy a ticket and go meet Eastman. For sure. So the most chill, I mean, you'd expect it, but I mean, seriously, like the most chill person um, I've ever dealt with. So he was Saturday, Sunday only. We had a private signing with him uh, Friday night and we were hanging out, you know, I got to talk to him a little bit. Um, and then Saturday I ran into him and his wife at breakfast at the hotel and the word ever, as in whatever, whenever, whichever, you know, was said probably about 15 or 20 times between the three of us in about five minutes. Cause they were like, what time does it start? I'm like, well, it starts at 10 VIPs enter in at nine 30, but whenever you want to come, whatever you need. And they're like, well, when do you want us there? I was like, whatever. They're like, we'll come whenever. And I'm like, <laughs> like we were trying, I was like, you're Kevin Eastman and I'm just some schmo with a show. Like I'm going to do whatever you need, but they were like trying to go above and beyond to, you know, do whatever I needed. So super cool guy. And his wife is awesome too. That's awesome. I, I, I love, you know, there's that old saying, like you never yeah, meet, meet your, your heroes, heroes. Okay. but everyone that I have ever met has been like super chill, super cool. And I'm like, is that, saying really true or did was somebody just like a turd to their hero and the hero let them have it off yeah. camera i can tell you some stories <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and plus people may just be having a bad day and you just call exactly well and that's like so we've had lou ferrigno twice okay. and i i actually i consider him a friend like um funny story about a year ago again my real job is missile defense i was in alaska on work and i was texting him coming out of a restaurant slipped on ice and fell and broke a rib and i told him about that and i said it's your fault and so when he uh when he was at the show my wife brought the boys up and i was just you know going around introducing them to all the guests and he said hi i'm lou i broke your husband's rib (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know, but like anyways you know he was born 75 percent deaf and so a lot of people thought he was rude because if you didn't have eye contact with him because he would he could barely hear but he was more of a lip reader um you know so if you're trying to get his attention he doesn't see you people thought he would ignore them but he just couldn't hear now he's gotten cochlear implants so it's a lot better but yeah he's super nice guy so that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that he was born deaf, but right. it's awesome. He overcame that it. Yeah. He overcame it. And, you know, so. Uh, who on this year's lineup, uh, who are you looking most forward to? Like, obviously, they all hold that special spot. Right. Uh, or you wouldn't have reached out to to book them. But there's there's always the, the one person, like, that's I'm looking most forward to. Oh, I mean, I, mean, I guess the obvious answer, you know, is Shatner. Because how 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 cool is that? Yeah. Um, but I definitely have I have different reasons for different people. Um, 
like I'm excited for Mark Paul Gossler because I mean, who didn't grow up on Saved by the Bell? Like, and in fact, my wife, I mean, you know, well, I'm <laughs> sorry, for your childhood, Roger. Um, <laughs> but uh, in, in fact, my wife and 13 year old are like going through the whole uh, series and it somewhat still holds up. Um, but uh, you know, and then I'm excited for Amy Joe Johnson to be here because this will complete you know we've had every original ranger with her being here um and then even um chandler riggs super nice guy i've met him before um and uh mick foley like i've never met him excited to meet him i i met him once and blew his mind he did a uh stand-up tour and came yep. to chattanooga uh and so i went and he did a, a small little meet and greet afterwards and uh i got a picture with an autograph and we were talking about uh his books and my my favorite book by him isn't an autobiography not one of his it's a book called Tedum brown and he looked at me like when i told him that and he was like he was like shut the hell up who set you up to rib me like <laughs> nobody knows about that book and i was like no i i do and it, it it was a really good book uh so that dude is is really cool too and, and two others i'm looking forward to this year are actually two return guests from year two david yost and joey fatone because when they were here we we had barely 20,000 square feet we did a little over 2,000 people. And I mean, I know they do, you know, a crap ton of shows every year, but like, I want them to see like how much this show has grown that they were the first two media guests we had. And now, you know, they're coming back and it's going to be bananas. Um, but I'm, and even I'm not a big anime person, um, but I'm excited for our anime lineup. It's it's one of the best anime lineups. I mean, we have a better anime lineup than a lot of anime shows. Yes. Bryce Poppenbrook. Yes. Like Bryce Poppenbrook is one of the hottest anime voice actors right now. Um, I mean, he is a main character on like every big anime outside of like My Hero Academia. Um, but you know, so we've got people from all over. Um and uh, Ashley Eckstein and the, the trio from Clone Wars. Um, I've met Ashley Eckstein. She is super, super nice. Um, and in my opinion, she has one of the coolest signatures too. So worth it. Um, but yeah, I mean, to pick one, I would have to say Shatner. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I'm excited for the whole lineup. Uh, even Barry Bob, not even, like, even the low end. No, like, but... <laughs> I'm a big Rocky Horror Picture Show fan. So having Barry Boswick here is super cool. Um, and, you know, I, I'm just trying to think of the whole lineup. And, you know, before this year, before last year, really, I could tell you every single person we had every year because it was not a lot every year. But now, right. like, I'm forgetting. I look at, you said, how uh, you had the website pulled up. I'll pull that yeah. up and be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so, they're coming. I, I, all right, so just off the top of, I'm starting at the top. Obviously, we said William Shatner, Ashley Eckstein, we talked about uh, Bryce um, Pobbenbrook, 
uh, Dean Kane, who played oh. in Lois and Clark, The Real Adventures of Superman, uh, Amy Jo Johnston, David Yost, um, Mark Paul, uh, I can't pronounce that guy's last name, I'm so sorry, <laughs> Zach Morris is trash, um, Joey Fatone, uh, Matt Lannert, uh, James Arnold Taylor, who was the voice of Leonardo in the TMN TMNT, and he was also the voice of Ratchet from Ratchet and Clank, um, Brett Spiner from Star, from, uh, Star Trek, uh, Gates McFadden, also from Star Trek, and then, of course, the wrestlers I mentioned earlier, Mick Foley, Dan Housen, Jungle Boy, and Anna Jay, um, uh, Maylee Flanagan from Naruto, uh, Yuri Lowenthal, again, some of these people, I, sorry, I don't know some, most of them, and I apologize well, for that. A lot of those coming up, those are all Naruto people, like, we have the second largest Naruto reunion ever. Yeah, you got like 10 different uh, yeah. voice actors for that one. Um, but uh, Kate Higgins, uh, Tara Platt, uh, Christina V, Erica Schroeder, um, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, uh, Malay, I'm sorry, uh, Malay Lee, uh, Bert Iwan, I'm sorry, Brett Iwan, Bill Farmer, who played the voice of Goofy, uh, Jason Marsden, who played the voice of, uh, what was that? Is that, wait, that ain't the captain's. Sabrina Tini. That's not the same cat, I don't think, is it? That's um, Jason Marsden. It's the cat from Hocus Pocus. Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Okay, that's what I yeah. thought it was. Yeah. But then he um, was also um, uh, he was Impulse from, from Young Justice, Justice and yeah. Max Goo from Goofy Movie. That dude's got serious credits. It's crazy. Yes. Uh, Bradley Pierce, who played uh, Chip from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, James Murray. Uh, John Delancey. Uh, Amari Katz, uh, Vanessa Shaw, Roy Thomas, uh, Ron Friends, Tom DeFalco, uh, big, fan, big, big fan of the podcast himself, Mr. Ming Chen, uh, Felicity, Fo uh, Felicity Rose, David Sheridan, uh, Julian Richens, uh, like you said earlier, Chandler Riggs, Jeff Anderson, Brian O'Halloran, uh, Omid, Bataha, I want to say that's how his name is pronounced. I don't know. I apologize. Uh, Barry Boswick, as you just mentioned earlier, Michael Yurchik, uh, Brian Donovan, Tim Gibbous, Nathan. Thank you. Um, Flatline Comics is also going to be there. Uh, Lana Kangas, uh, Brian Silverbacks, and Mark Spears. Those are the all the guests that's going to be at the Huntsville uh, Pop Culture Expo. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting characters, a lot of in interesting uh, guests that you have. Um, going back and through, just looking at some of them, um, are, were there any? Were there? Is there one particular one? I don't know. You may have already uh, answered this question. Is there one particular one that you are trying your best aside? I know you talked about Kevin Eastman uh, just a little while ago about he's like one of the ones that you want to kind of bring in. Are there any other ones out there besides Kevin Eastman that you were like, maybe I want to bring them in to see, you know, what could happen? Well, I mean, you know, people often ask me if you could have any, any guest, you know, money's no option. You can have any guest, who would it be? And my answer is always Mark Hamill. Um, but that, that, that's an impossible kind of thing. But honestly, one of my, you know, big targets is um, Matthew Lillard. Um, yes. Yes, in, in, in my opinion, <laughs> yeah, based on that reaction too, he's the perfect guest because he covers three huge, very separate fandoms. I mean, he's got the horror aspect with, you know, Scream, 13 Ghosts and other movies. 
He's got the kids aspect with Scooby, obviously, but then he's a big tabletop gamer. He's a big D and D nut. He owns a company that makes high end miniatures. Mm -hmm. So he Did not is, know that. Yeah, he is like wow. the perfect guest. And so, um, yeah, uh, it, it hasn't worked out on timing yet, um, but he's one that I'm after. Um, there's a couple of other comic names I'm after, like Scotty Young. I've been trying to get him for a while. Um, and, and we were supposed to have Chris Claremont again this year, um, but he actually had to cancel because he has to go to a wedding. Um, so we've, we've got him penciled in for next year. Um, but I mean, there's, you know, every year there's, uh, you know, people I see that I, I want to. And as we get bigger, you know, we can get some of these bigger guests. Like we couldn't have handled a Shatner level guest year three, year four. Um, this year it's, I, I described it as terrifyingly doable. Um, <laughs> I like that different way of saying cautiously optimistic. It's terrifyingly doable. I like it. Merch. <laughs> um, all right. So you, uh, prior to recording, you, you said you're kind of an open book. What is the one piece of advice you would give somebody who was looking to start their own comic and pop culture expo? So these things are popping up like weeds. Um, and when, when we first did the expo, first year was 2016, there was really nothing um, in Huntsville. Um, there was a show that was going on at the library, um, but it was, you know, contained to the library. And so it was, it was a good show. Good dude ran it. Um, but obviously it couldn't expand and grow. Um, now there are like eight in Huntsville. Oh, wow. Um, you know, and most of them, which I think maybe all of them other than mine but at least most of them are ran by people from out of town it's these you know cash grab people come in do a hotel show that's the same in every city take the money and run kind of thing over promise under deliver um but um so with that said my advice would be know your identity and charge per your identity you know, there's these shows that they promise, you know, 150 vendors and 20 special guests and they charge, you know, 20 or $30 a day. And then you get there and it's in a 3000 square foot ballroom with about 20 vendors and five special guests. Um, and, you know, after you know, 20 minutes, you've seen everything and you're done. And so you, you know, they've ripped people off. Um, now there's nothing wrong with a show that is nothing but vendors, but don't charge $20 to get in, you know, charge $5, charge $10, um, add some guests, um, you know, start small to, you know, steal a reference from another pop culture, DC movies, they tried to catch up with Marvel too quick. And that was ultimately their demise. They were like, all right, we're seven years behind Marvel. Let's make a movie and put everybody and their mom in it. Um, and it was just garbage. 
And so, you know, I've seen shows that have the mentality, I call it the field of dreams mentality. They think if I put on a show, it's going to be a hit. If I build it, they will come. But it's not. You have to advertise. You have to hit the pavement. You have to get out there. And so, so many shows try to go all in year one and it might be decently attended, but then, you know, it's not successful because you got a show with a lineup that should draw 20,000 people and 3,000 people come. It's not good. So, you know, start small. Don't be afraid to build up to it. Um, and, and, you know, know your identity and, you know, I, I often tell people, and this isn't one of those humble things, um, but I, you know, I'll tell people that half the success of my show is the fact that it's in Huntsville is again, I, you know, earlier, there's a lot of nerds with disposable income that can support the show. But now we're at the point where, um, I talked to a guy yesterday who he and his 29 year old daughter are driving down from Virginia, um, to come last oh, year. Awesome. We sold, yeah, last year we sold tickets to 37 different States. Um, but we sure as heck weren't doing that year one or two. So you got to start small. You got to be willing to, you know, build up to it. I mean, if you had told me not even eight years ago, but if you had told me after year three, all right, your show is going to be 15,000 people and William Shatner's coming, I would have been like, you've lost oxygen to your brain. Because <laughs> um, I just, you know, after year three, I mean, we had some, you know, good guests, but not Shatner level, not, Amy Joe Johnson level, you know, so it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you know, the phone calls I get from agents and guests alike or texts I get, you know, it's, it's just bonkers. And me and my family, we laugh about it often. It's like, this is our, you know, the fact that I can say Lou Frigna broke my rib, you know, <laughs> weird, weird, weird setting. All right, man. I, I, we don't want to take up too much of your time. Uh, we greatly appreciate you coming on. Uh, we'll set the next five minutes or so, however long you need. Plug everything that you need to plug. Well, I thanks for having me on. Um, as you can tell, I love talking about it. Um, it's it's a passion project. Um, also, another reason I think it's been successful is I I treat it like a business but I don't, well, I, I run it like a business, but I don't treat it like a business because it's, I do it for fun. Um, and you know, people ask me how long I'm going to do it. And I tell them as long as it's fun and it's still fun. It's a lot of hard work and sleepless nights and, you know, headaches, but at the end of it, to be at the show and to see everyone, you know, to see the vendor, you know, making that big sale or to find, or the, the patron to find a book they've been looking for or to meet an artist uh, that, you know, has, has put something together for them. Oh, but the biggest is, you know, seeing that fan meeting that celebrity and just, you know, last year we had Adassa who was in Encanto and she actually dresses like her character. So these little girls and, and boys, my, my son was a big Encanto fan too. Um, you know, got to meet the character and, you know, she does the voice, she sings with them and, you know, having Jim Cummings in years past doing the Winnie the Pooh voice or Tigger or Darkwing Duck, whatever. And just, you know, seeing the post afterwards of I, I met, you know, Winnie the Pooh or whatever. 
it's just it's fun plus we 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 tie it to a charity um we support this uh charity here in north alabama called kids to love they help foster kids in every aspect of the word um support they help get them adopted they get them you know equipment that the families need they do entire christmases all sorts of stuff and so my favorite thing from the expo is the day after the expo driving out there and handing them a check last year my wife and i we drove out there and handed them a check for ten thousand dollars like that was just it, it blew my mind doing it you know and it, it felt so good um but um yeah i mean it's we it's a fun show it's family friendly uh and that means not just in content but kids 12 and under are free because we want to make it as accessible as possible to families to come out um because it's a cool thing. Kids love it because where else can you go that you can bump into Darth Vader and Spider-Man and Superman and Goku and, you know, a, an assortment of you know, video game characters and everything. So it's fun. It's, it's three days, April 21st through 23rd. The website is hsvexpo.com. Um, you can get tickets on there and you can see all the guests and pricing information, all that good stuff. Um, I, we've got hotel links on there. I think there might be a few rooms left. I mean, we've we've had more hotel blocks than we've had in years past, and most of them are sold out. This thing's going to be big. It's going to be fun. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to you guys being there and seeing it, too. Awesome. We Again, we greatly appreciate it. Uh, we look forward to it. Uh, definitely look forward to meeting you in person. I know you'll be running around crazy <laughs> right. uh, during the event, but you know maybe we can break a 30-second, hey, nice to meet you kind of thing. Um, so, uh, again, thank you for agreeing to be on the show. Uh, thank you for having us at your show. Absolutely. Uh, really means a lot. Um so uh, if you want to stick around for just a quick second, we'll pay some bills and send you on your way. Absolutely. Uh, Chip, what do you want to say before we get out of here tonight? I mean, as always, uh, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. What you got to say, Raj? As always, go to YouTube, subscribe, uh, hit the like and comment. And obviously, after you watch this video, Set yourself out to go to the Huntsville uh, Expo, of course. Absolutely. And uh, shout out to all of our sponsors. We do love and appreciate you guys so much. GearAnime.com, Canva.com, uh, uh, AudibleTrial.com, Zulily, uh, GetResponse, Elementor. Got to remember all of them, sorry. Entertainment Earth, Just Cash Clothing, and W.GG. To all of our friends that's been down with us since day one, thank you. You know who you are. And thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Once again, Jeremy, thank you so much for being here with us. We really do appreciate it, my man. And we'll catch you guys next time right here on Move Radio. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and right here on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on all of our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel. Subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. Streamlabs.com forward slash movement radio forward slash merch. Go cop some merch. And once again, movementradio.us, your one-stop shop for all things movement radio. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And this I'm Jeremy. Is- <laughs> yes. <laughs> and this is Movement Radio.